you guys for coming back to Bobo's Block. And also, I want to welcome anybody who's their first time tuning into this weekly block party that we have every time I step behind the mic. I am your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. What is good, guys? And I want to say, if this is your first time, I am sure that you're in for a treat today. This is your 18th, 23rd, 52nd, whatever time listening to me. What up, dog? It's been good to see you again. And I enjoy that we get to have this deep, in-depth talk today. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and um, start it off by saying this show is solely sponsored by my Patreon. My Patreon is where, I do, where you can do the most good and the most help for this show. It is where I, I give all my perks, all of my bonus episodes live on the Patreon, and all you'll get an exclusive Patreon show called Kicking It, where I just talk and be vulnerable or so. Patreon is um, basically the bread and butter of Bobo's Block as of right now, and I appreciate everyone who is de- who is still dedicated to the Patreon, and I am always up to give you guys content, pics, whatever, behind the scenes, all that good stuff. So you can check me out there at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. And you can see the multiple selection of tiers that we have available from like a dollar all the way up to like $3,000. And if you're doing that three thousand dollars tier, if you're doing that three thousand dollar tier, I might as well type a text to a girl I used to see, tell them now that I chose this Patreon, who I want to be with, because we might as well go ahead and get married, and I choose you, even though I have to keep my heart three stacks, keep my heart. But yeah, um, <laughs> oh man, it is a great week um, right now here on the block. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to last week's episode. Um, if you haven't got a chance to check that out, we did a dope dope nerdgasm on the Snyder Cut and I was talking about all my feelings on it so yeah if you guys want to check that out go ahead and hit back up in the in the timeline after you listen to this episode of course um <laughs> we're gonna kick it off with an updater so right now you guys know that you can find me every other week down at Pro Wrestling Visions in Orlando they will be doing a show this upcoming Thursday it is myself and my tag partner the dashing cam the king of queens um we are joining forces um to form our tag team kiss it and we will be in a four-way tag team match down there at pro wrestling visions in orlando you can check them out on the twitch i would definitely leave the um the twitch locale the address <laughs> on the um on the on the description below and you guys can see me in action and also check out the last match i usually um starting to put that in there as well um also down in the description we are still doing our fundraiser for my business partner my homie my best friend Ant for Ant designs he was in a horrible accident at the beginning of february and he is now currently um, paralyzed from the chest down we have been raising money to help with expenses medical bills and he and all the other um day-to-day things we also are still quietly in business so if you ever just need work or so i want to support a black business go to ant.designs i will put the description and put that in the description too go ahead and see all the services that um my homie offers and we will definitely be able to fulfill your order so um, I don't think there's anything else in the update that I really um, have for you guys. I know. Oh, my birthday's coming up. My birthday's coming up on the 13th of April. Um, I don't know if I want to if I'm going to do uh, a special block party show or if like I told, like I told you, I, I am down for a block party this spring and summer. But um, I just have to see how I feel. I probably may be on here just talking and, and cutting like cutting loose and shooting shit with you guys. But uh, or I haven't done a live like a like an official like live um for you guys in a minute i can do a birthday live like for that and we can talk and i'll keep that and put that i'll put that as a bonus episode but i'll put it in the rss feed how about that so you'll get like two episodes that week of my birthday you'll get the normal episode probably and then you'll get a bonus live episode where you guys can come on ask me questions you can talk with me like i said we'll just do like a little birthday show so yeah I think that's the plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this is like it's probably gonna be done um, before the 13th, or if it's on the 13th, it'll be like in the middle of the day. I, I'll, I'll solidify the plans a little bit better 
um, because I know I'm going to be doing a few things on my birthday. So I definitely want to spend time with you guys at least. So that'll be something that I'll give as a gift from me to you because I love you guys. And you guys really have been able to like kind of keep me up and going. And like I said, I do appreciate all of my listeners, all of my fans. Um, it's weird. I don't think y'all like our fans. Y'all are friends. Like y'all are family, dog. Like I, I've never been the type to be like, oh yeah, I have this many followers and I do this. Like I do this for the love of just talking about things that I'm passionate on. And I appreciate that you guys actually sit down every time that little notification pops up in your little um, email or whatever and just click play. Like, are you downloaded through your, your um, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever you, you listen to this on? I appreciate every single person that has listened to me over the last six and and some change years now. Like I've been doing this since 2014, 2015. And oh man, it's just been a journey. It really has like y'all have been through all the ups, downs and hiatuses. I think I've had the same amount of hiatuses as Hunter Hunter Um, for, for you guys who don't know, about hunter or as like or hunter hunter as uh the the weebs call it hunter x hunter um yeah that shit goes on hiatus a lot and for a long time it's on hiatus right now as we speak like my god my god um (laughs) interesting enough i actually restarted a rewatch of hunter hunter so i am going to be able to enjoy it all in one foul swoop um Oh man, I'm 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 bullshitting around. I'm just like said, kind of getting my my bearings about myself, man. But yeah, let's go ahead and um get into it. We have a full docket today, so allow me to go around the net. And on this edition of Around the Net, we are going to start off with something so amazing. All right, Amazon. Prime, Amazon Prime Video, I told you guys, have really been stepping their shit up, and they proved it when they brought the the IDW fucking banger of a comic book, Invincible, to life. Or not to life, really, it's an animated series that's on um, Amazon Prime. I believe it's going to be about six episodes. I want to say it's, it's very short. I, I, I don't think I don't think we've gotten a confirmation that it has a season two, but shit, after what I've seen, I need a season two. We are <laughs> we are big fans of of indie comics here over at the block. I love indie comics. I love um, indie publications. IDW has been putting out banger after banger after banger. Because like any, any comic book that's not from DC or Marvel is literally considered indie, but I don't think that you can really call IDW indie anymore. They they are truly a powerhouse on their own and they have the they have literally amazing stories for you to check out. And um I um I have major recommendations. I may go through that like a like a comic book um reco day or I, I all right. So I'm gonna be honest straight up with y'all. I have been in my head about making a weekly YouTube show again because I miss weekly geekly. Um, it wouldn't be me and like two other hosts like it was back for anybody who was around for the weekly geekly days of Bobo block. Oh my God. I don't know how y'all did it. <laughs> we were trash, but we, we, <laughs> we, we, we literally as if you know the chill Eagle DJ Horace, you know how difficult it was for us and, and, um, to get on that, get on that YouTube stream every goddamn week. If something always came up, something always went wrong. It was hilarity that ensued every single Friday, but I want to do a comic book show for Friday or at least like comic books that I'm either reading or suggested you should read things like that because um, in invincible, let me go ahead and get into this like piece of it. <laughs> invincible was fucking amazing. If you haven't read the comic book before it's by, um, it is a very highly touted Rickman comic, and it, I think it, I want to say it won an Eisner Award. Um, yeah, it's it's probably like it, like it's I want to say a hundred plus issues of the comic. It's done now, and um, we start off with the beginnings and the origins of our main protagonist, Invincible. You get to see literally how it all started. And I was kind of, and honestly, this goes very fast because what we have 
um what we have like read and what we've seen are literally the first volume and and then some of invincible i want to say um i think if i am going to i'm not saying this is what they did but i was watching um variant variant the youtube channel variant with eric eric skiones um again shout out to him homie i hope you can hear this i know he's probably not listening but hope you ever if you ever hear this love the channel hope to collab what all the good shits probably get i'm getting off with this tangent so they were um giving a good background or history on the on the actual like run of what we're probably using for this first three episodes that we went through um, and we're not even done or whatever, right? So, uh, <laughs> so in issue zero, it gave a full origin and recap of Invincible. And honestly, from the condensed version and the way that they st- are basing the storytelling, I feel like we're using issue zero to speed everything up because it went by so fast. Because that was the one lovely thing about um, Invincible. It gave a, it gave a very even paced storytelling and you got like this feeling of like oh we're like doing teenage peter parker stuff again like he's in school he's like trying to discover his powers and he finally gets them and like all this stuff like ever and then it just fucking flips other time and it is crazy and that's literally how episode one is episode one like you see him he's a kid and he's like i don't know if i'm gonna get these powers and whoop got his powers and they're like he's like i want to try to learn how to fly and then by the end of episode one you're like all right this is dope and you see all the heroes and then it happens it happens and i'm not going to spoil it for you guys because you have to see this shit to believe it my god um take my recommendation Go to Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime video, watch Invincible. Three episodes. They're about 40 minutes each. I I will implore you to just take a day or like take a couple hours out your day. Watch it. But prepare yourself. But watch it. So, yeah, that was amazing. I hope you guys do get to check out Invincible. Um, also, I'm going to see if anybody else is talking about Invincible, like in my, my little nerd spear of um, podcasts, such as like Shortbox and all this stuff. I know Shortbox is going to be talking about it. Um, the homie Botter, he put out a post. So I know he after he's seeing that, oh, my God, I know he's, he's going to be all over the moon. But, yeah, again, go watch it come back to me hit the comments be like oh Bob, why'd you send me to that <laughs> but yeah so yeah that's that's dope so moving into the next thing of the docket i could talk about invincible enough but uh yeah moving to the next thing in the docket we got a red band trailer for the new the suicide squad why can't i talk <laughs> we got a new red band trailer for the for the new the suicide squad movie that's coming out we got to see all the players that are going to be involved we got amazing looks at peacekeeper we got looks at Idris Elba's blood sport we got to look at polka dot man we got to look at um harley quinn but the major thing that stole the show was we got to check out king shark oh king shark looks <laughs> first off king shark looks adorable but deadly because like he's like kind of like the little like bumbling hey yeah like he really doesn't know much words because he's a shark that's it, that has a man's body. It's weird. But um, he doesn't look like he sticks out like a sore thumb. He fits in so well to the universe, blends in, and he's just like, huh? <laughs> like, but he also will fucking rip a man in half, as you've seen in the trailer. And he, <laughs> like, everybody's like, look at this precious baby. Gnaws on a human skull. Like, King Shark is going to be the lovely breakout character i feel of the suicide squad movie but um you also get to kind of see what's the what's the main motivation of them or so they're really just trying to get get years off their sentences amanda waller is just sending them out on mission she also gives you a recap of like what happens in the suicide squad you do what i say you go you get some years off you don't do what i say i blow your fucking head off 
nice trade-off, but we'll see how it all plays out. We still don't know. Oh, I almost fucking ended this without even saying it. So we got also a big reveal in that trailer, along with a, along with King Shark. We got to see motherfucking Starro. If you guys don't know what or who Starro is, go check out any Google search. Just Google search Starro DC Comics, and you will see that this is going to be a very crazy movie. James Gunn really knows how to kind of put elements together. And no, all right, I am not one of the biggest praisers of James Gunn. I do I do enjoy his work. Um, but I do have that like that point of me of like the the man himself does kind of detract from the work that I do love. But this is very, very good and this is very exciting to see because they're not doing something where it feels like you're gonna get a a movie that was made by the the studio shoved down your throat. You're getting an actual James Gunn visionary experience. So yeah. But we also thought that about the Ayers trailer. Um, the Ayers trailer was set to be to Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was so lit, and it sold it for us. But like again, we saw what we got. So I will, I will quelch my excitement, even though I'm fucking excited. I will quelch it, and we will definitely check it out when we when we get the the movie in August. I want to say they said, I believe it's August. So yeah. Totes excited about that. I'm. I can't wait until we get into all these movies that are going to be coming out back to back to back to back. And with HBO Max releasing them on streaming as well as the theaters, and with things opening back up and people getting more vaccines, it's going to be an open landscape to see how we will enjoy our movie mediums. Okay. So definitely we'll keep you guys up to date and posted on things like that, especially if there are things that you want me to cover, such as trailers, breakdowns, Easter eggs, all that stuff. Like I'll talk about it. Like I don't like being a, like a clickbaity type um, podcast or, or like doing something to do because it's the hot trending thing at the moment. I, I like to do more organic um, material. So if it feels right, we'll definitely talk about it. But, especially like tonight um <laughs> yeah Alrighty. let's go ahead and get into some more movie news so two big um reveals for casting and they both come from the dc universe and they also come from um um yeah yeah they come from the dc universe and they come from kind of the same like ilk all right first let's go in and say we had casting news last week that helen Mirren is going to be joining the cast of shazam fury of the gods and she will be playing hespera she is the daughter of atlas and she was one of the previous characters that were most famous through jack kirby drawing her so yeah she's a jack kirby character of hespera and you know they are really trying to snatch up anything that jack kirby has touched at this point so yeah um i'm excited to see what happens in shazam fury of the gods but what i'm more excited for is what we're getting out of his counterpart we're going to be getting the full cast reveal now for black adam and it'll be starring the rock okay so joining the rock we're going to be seeing sarah sahai as adriana tomez or isis that'll be his love um of course like i said dwayne johnson will be playing black adam marwan kanzari is playing sabak and he i remember him from the old guard he because I, I was like i can't put my fucking it's something about his face i know he looks familiar so yeah he's gonna he's from the old guard he was one of the um one of the warriors there noah centino will be adam smasher i'm sorry centineo he'll be adam smasher quintessa swindale they will be cyclone and aldis hodge is going to be hawkman as we already found out like a few months ago but the biggest one that we have casted today is pierce brosnan he will be playing dr fate my word that is going to be dope that's going to be all right so I'm a huge, huge Pierce Brosnan fan because of 007, James Bond movies and things like that. But like, 
he's a really good actor and i'm excited to see what he will do in the superhero or mystical genre so yeah i'm i'm super happy for this we have a great cast coming together so i'm stoked to see what they do next with this whole um black adam movie we also will be getting a big announcement from the rock um, let me see if he's already put it out now because again I, I checked this a little bit earlier so yeah so i'm gonna do this so oh it says a disrupt disruptive and unstoppable global force of a message from the man in black himself black adam has been announced to come out july 29th 2022 the hierarchy of power in dc is about to change and he blacked out the entirety of Times square to make this announcement this is dope they're, they're doing hashtag Black Adam, hashtag Man in Black. And yeah, I am super, super stoked to see um, Black Adam. And again, I'm glad we finally have a date. It is July 29th, 2022. So next year, next summer, Black Adam is going to be fucking rocking the theaters. And hopefully Disney Plus. You never know. So yeah. Oh, I'm, wow. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. All right. Moving on to more news. We're going to go into a little bit of tech. The um, OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro launched this week. So OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro are the successors um, to the OnePlus, um, OnePlus line of phones uh, from the last 8T. This one is really, really special because they have now partnered with Hasselblad, the 180-year-old fucking camera company and they also were the camera company that took the picture well took the camera that took the picture of the moon they were the people who made that like it's amazing camera quality color technology and all that stuff and they're putting that into their phones and it's really dope they have the Hasselblad brand on there and you can tell like I've watched a few reviews on this device on the pro version and the original like the nine plane version and it's a really good it's a really good deal for where it's at. Like OnePlus has always been the thing, been the the brand of like flagship specs with like budget price, and now they're moving forward into more flagship price territory. The the Pro is I want to say sitting at a thousand sixty nine or so right now, and the um the the OnePlus Nine is like seven twenty nine or seven forty nine or something like that. They're, they're getting a little bit up there in price, but they have um, still tried to stay more true to what they have been been um, been as their mission, trying to provide major flagship technology for people who are, don't have flagship prices. So major things that I really enjoy about this phone is that they finally now have the actual ability to wireless charge and reverse wireless charge that has been my one thing holding me back from a oneplus phone is wireless charging because sometimes like even right now like my phone i just plop it on a little wireless charging pad and bloop 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 and charge it up but like they've always had the warp charging which was way faster and way more efficient and it charged you i think for a full day's use in like 15 minutes and like that's nothing to sneeze at um this one does still tout the warp charging but also as well like i said the wireless and reverse wireless charging for the pro model and the nine has the wireless charging available um they all run on 5g um let's see they basically have the 50 watt chargers that comes with them and you get the 4500 milliamp batteries on both models um they have the latest triple eight snapdragon processors like it is peak specs for not that like for, for not that crazy iphone or and um iphone or samsung s21 prices so i'm really really looking into marketing for a new phone so this is something that came up when i was looking um well it's always been something that's on my radar and i always love talking to tech and i love talking phones and cameras and stuff like that so actually yeah this was something because i am in the market for a new phone if y'all want to give me a new phone just talk to your boy please i need a new phone um and this is one of the top runners for me right now and even OnePlus, if you want to send me a review model i will definitely take that and i will i will definitely um give a review on the actual OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 pro the embargo's up but hey i know you guys can ship out something real quick for me to put my hands on <laughs> So, yeah, 
that is um i think that's all the tech i have for you guys so um next up on the docket Issa ray um her media company that is partnered with hbo they um oh it's called hooray <laughs> it's dope h-o-o-r-a-r-a-e they are developing an hbo max scripted series with mark phillips if you guys don't know who mark phillips is he is mr rdc world himself this kid has been grinding for so long and i'm so happy to hear or see this as well this is reported in deadline um, Warner Media, Issa Rae's company, Hooray, are signing a big five-year overall deal with the company behind Emmy Award cities, um, the Emmy Award-winning series like Insecure, and they believe to be <laughs> like in eight figures. And she has taken that opportunity, and she's reaching back to help other internet creators, other small content um, creators, to become in the positioning that she's in and it's such a wonderful thing to see i love Issa Rae, and i love to see all the things that she has like I said in store she has so much talent uh, and like and the thing is she also has like i told you a giving heart she's always reached back across and like I said made sure that all her people could come up like she's told her told us herself i'm rooting for everybody black and i'm rooting for her for damn sure so, yeah, man, I am super excited to hear about that. And next up on the docket, we have on here um, <laughs> another. Well, this one is more of a rumor, like a, a, a thing. So Sebastian Stan has been um, doing the rounds on, on the circuit. And it's been a little bit a little bit different because it's all digital. They now have to fly everywhere now. Um, but because of Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's been doing the morning shows, the late night shows, all that stuff like that. But um, on Good Morning America, one of the reporters asked him to respond to a rumor that he will be playing a young Luke Skywalker. And he had this to say in return. If Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me that he feels inclined to share this role with me, then I'll believe it. So that kind of quelches all of that noise right there because there has been rumors or so that, oh, we're going to get Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker. They didn't even use him as a young Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian. That literally would have been the perfect time to do it. But, again, it's a lot of the things that come with the Internet. People will always speculate. People will always put in their own little two cents. So, yeah, you just got to take things with a grain of salt, man. Um, another dope thing coming from one of the Marvel cast members – um, Don Cheadle has been announced that he will be set to narrate the Wonder Years reboot that is happening on ABC. If you do not know, Wonder Years is getting a full-on reboot, and they have recasted um, the role of the main kid that we are following as a black child. And, of course, Don Cheadle is an amazing voice. So um, of, it's a, it's an honor um, that we get to be graced with this amazing talent for this reboot so i i'm excited to i wasn't the biggest wonder years watcher but it's always had this nostalgic twinge when you hear um <laughs> when you hear basically the narration coming on and like so you see fred savage and shit man it's it is dope that we are bringing something back from the from like the the olden days <laughs> you olden days from back from like the old school um sitcom and and like comedic comedic like shows and putting a new fresh face on it because not everything has to be the same when you reboot it so yeah we are we are going to be looking out for that and i'm definitely excited to see also in television news tisha campbell essence watkins taj mori isaiah mustafa and beth grant have been casted in this abc new comedy pilot called black don't crack um, and literally, if you read off the names, except for Beth Grant, all these people that we've um, called out look amazing for their age because black don't crack. And this is probably going to be something that I want to. I want to check out or so because I love Tisha Campbell. I love Taj Mori. I love S.S. Watkins. Like S.S. Watkins, I've had a crush on her since Smart Guy. Like, my God. Um, Tisha Campbell is classic um, black actress, like Powerhouse, as well as Taj Mori, who is literally, like, he's a vampire at this point. Like, my God. Like, you may not look like he did on Smart Guy anymore, but he, he has not aged a day. So, yeah, so I'm excited to see what comes out of that. I think the last thing I remember seeing Taz Mori on was this old ABC family show called Baby Daddy. That was, I love that show. It was very funny. Love the cast on it. Um, You guys can check it out. It's probably, 
it most likely will probably be somewhere on YouTube before it's somewhere streaming. I don't know if they made the syndication. They probably did. They probably did make syndication. So it'll probably be still floating around somewhere out there. But yeah. Uh, next up on here, we have um, a, a YouTube update. So YouTuber Mr. Beast, he is launching a $2 million fund to invest in up-and-coming creators. That is an amazing thing to take on for a YouTuber. But Mr. Beast, if there's anybody, he's the person to do it. Mr. Beast is like... <laughs> Mr. Beast is such an anomaly on YouTube. He, he has grown his channel so much and he has literally done everything that he's he set out to do so knowing that he's starting a fund to invest in upcoming creators is amazing there's always this this um this like speculation or, or this like misnomer about yeah i'm just gonna do youtube and it's gonna be amazing and i'm gonna make all the money like we actually i actually saw a tweet the other day that children when they will ask what's your dream job number one on there was youtuber Literally, that's how much it has come to to promise or, or like for wishing for being a, a digital content creator that instead of an astronaut or a doctor or a fireman, kids want to be fucking YouTubers. It's crazy. And I think Mr. B sees that because he knows that to get this thing started, you need money. You need capital. And there are not many people who are going to really put their money behind you because again you may not pan out you may not you may not be the next big thing you may not be the next mr beast but mr beast has that faith in you he says the hit youtuber whose real name is jimmy donaldson is working with a two million dollar investment fund that will offer creators up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in exchange for a stake in their channel the fund is called juice funds is a part of a new company that donaldson is minority owner of and called creative juice which was announced in the afternoon yeah it, which was announced that afternoon. He said, Juice is going to change so much for you guys. You don't even understand. Genuinely excited. All right, Mr. Beast is truly like a wholesome guy. Like, I, I, I know a lot of people put on personas and stuff for YouTube, but I really honestly think that Mr. Beast is, has these um, up-and-coming talents best interest in mind or in heart hopefully that those words don't come out and bite me in the ass because again they're taking a stake in these kids channels and you're probably going to get a percentage of the of the money that they use and hopefully everything runs as expected and everyone benefits and not just the corporations and things like that so yeah but i'm excited to hear that someone again is also trying to reach back and give to smaller content creators it's all about using your platform for the ability to uplift others and give them the the actual opportunities that you wish you would have had when you were starting out. So yeah, that is um, what well, we have one last thing on the docket, and this one is actually a pretty big one. So um, the U.S. Justice Department is actually worried about a huge anime monopoly after the the Sony deal that will bring together Crunchyroll and Funimation. Um, the U.S. Department literally had to put the kibosh on this because they, they're extending its antitrust review on the $1.175 billion purchase into a full probe, according to the sources that spoke to spoke to the people from the information. Um, the DOJ is focused on whether the deal limits the option of Japanese studios looking to license shows in the U.S. according to their sources. Water Media and Sony have told the Justice Department that Crunchyroll and Sony bidding, budding anime empire are just two of many options that creators have to distribute their shows outside of Japan. The yeah, they, they, they write that, but even if the Going direct competition isn't a concern, then there are other reasons to worry. This does really this does really worry me as well because again, this would be a streaming and this distribution monopoly in my opinion, because alone just merging Crunchyroll and Funimation will give you the largest library of Japanese content in America. And 
yeah, they could go to Amazon Prime or Amazon Studios. They could go to Netflix or so. Those are those are great options, yes. But to have two of the largest libraries merge into one, that does create a power vacuum or it creates at least a, a strong arm, which you could just knock the head off of anybody. And we know for sure that, say, yeah, you have um, H- like said, HBO and Warner Media. You have Sony, who's just like I said, bought Funimation and Crunchyroll. So, yeah, we, we are trying to figure out if this is going to be a detriment to the actual um to the actual anime actual anime community not community or so the anime studios and the network or so because if they are able to do this and they merge it into this fucking anime juggernaut this titan if you will um what's to say that they don't start kind of putting the clamp down on other distribution sources because if you literally want the viewers you're going to go to whatever the fuck they name and <laughs> Funimation and Crunchyroll's new merger you're going to you're you're going to probably still go to Netflix but you won't get as as good of a deal as you would with them you you might probably still go to Amazon but you probably won't get as good of a deal as you would with Sony so yeah it's it's a scary thing and I'm glad that the Department of Justice is actually doing a full investigation into it before it, it the pin um, the pen ink dries on that on that contract. So yeah, I'll see if I can keep you guys posted on that for sure as well because it will it will definitely be a game changer. So I'm excited that we got through all of that stuff with the docket. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. I will give you guys a musical break and then we'll be back to um talk our nergasm. I didn't even give you a preview of it. So the nergasm it will be about how comics treat their black superheroes from the 60s and 70s all right so definitely keep it here i will be back after this musical break to do the thing i have to break the rule um as i told you guys i'm putting myself on kind of an embargo uh, when it comes to the disney plus marvel shows i did the thing with the um with wandavision where i waited for it all to come to a head and then boom do a full introspective um take on it at the end of the series um i wanted to do the same thing for falcon and winter soldier but just like in wandavision I have to break the rule when something huge and major, major happens that we need to discuss. Oh, this one's going to be a heavy one. So I'm going to go ahead and like preface that instead of, instead of like saying, Oh, just go watch the episode and you'll understand you need way more context. You need way more backstory. You need way more like grit when it comes to this. Like it's going to be a rough one. Um, so just to go ahead and jump in episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Sam and Bucky show, buddy cop, hey, um, <laughs> it premiered last week and we got a huge revelation. 
Um, huge for one us, um, two blurts, and three for Sam. Um, <laughs> there was a big, it was a big thing in the whole episode about kind of facing, facing the ugly truth. And for for Sam, it was facing the ugly truth that John Walker is Captain America. He kept fucking butting his nose into everything in the episode. You kind of wanted, you wanted to. Wanted to hate him, but you also kind of have to like the way they wrote him. He was like, okay, he's just fucking doing his job, but like, oh, I fucking hate you. It's always that last word. Um, <laughs> and it was for for Bucky as well, like kind of facing something that he didn't want to admit or facing an ugly truth because had a therapy session. It was like um, the therapist forced them kind of into couples therapy and they, they really had to talk about it. And, and Bucky was like, I'm so mad that you gave up the shield because Steve picked you. And if he was wrong about you, that also means he's wrong about me. And it's, it's something that we didn't think that would affect Bucky in that way. But damn, when you think of like, my God, he's like, he, he's right. Like that would be the main thing that Bucky has about it because Sam didn't pick Bucky. He picked, I mean, Steve, Steve didn't pick Bucky. He picked Sam. Sam was the one to, to take on the mantle. And, and Steve was like, it's yours. Like it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel like it's somebody else's. It feels like it's yours, but Sam's still struggling with that. And he also didn't have really anybody he could really kind of look up to in the hero community because looking at it there's literally only one black superhero outside of sam and that's fucking t'challa and he 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 never had anybody he could really talk to about this stuff man it's just steve is there yeah but steve is his friend like he's he did steve and steve and sam were always seen as equals to each other they were always on their left they were best friends they were they were running buddies they 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 literally are brothers Sam needs a mentor. He needs somebody who's been there and and kind of been able to kind of give him advice and wisdom and things like that. But like um after the after the therapy session, Bucky's like, There's someone we need to go see because we figured out that these people are super soldiers. Or they at least been enhanced with the super soldier serum. We need to go see this guy. And where do we go? We go to a inner city town in Baltimore, um, like this is a little urban, it's a hood. We go to the hood in Baltimore, and we go to this door, and Sam's like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Like he didn't say that, but you know what I mean. He's like, "What are we doing here?" And he's like, "Just bear with me." And a young man answers the door, and he's like, "Hey, I need to see your granddad." And he's like, "He don't want to talk to nobody." He was like, "He'll talk to me." Sam and Bucky go into the room and they are greeted with a elderly man by the name of Isaiah Bradford. If you, just like myself at that moment, stopped and gasped for a bit, it's because you know the story of Isaiah Bradford. He is the original Captain America. He is the man who was given the super soldier formula before Steve Rogers. He was the man who donned the star spangled suit and went out there and was kicking ass. Um, here's why I said you need more context. You need more, more to the story. I will go ahead and give you a little bit of homework. After you listen to this, after you listen to my nerdgasm and everything, go by my friends in the short box. I always recommend them because you know, they're the homies, but they actually did a um patreon requested episode about red white and black the story of of isaiah brav yeah so we get to see this man and sam and bucky are like sitting in the middle of his living room and he's like oh hey and he's like you know him and he's like oh he knows me all right we fought a couple times and by the looks of it, he was like, he, yeah, he was like, yeah, I know him back in the day. He was like, yeah, Bucky was like, yeah, I know him from back in the day. He's like, oh yeah, I know you. Or he knows me cause I beat his ass. 
Because like I, I beat his ass and ripped off half of his arm. I, I thought she grew the arm back and came back to kill me. And Bucky's like, no, I'm not a killer anymore. And he says what we all were expecting or waiting for. There are more of us out there. And he says, us? What you mean, us? No more people like me and you. He was like, ho, oh, I'm not involved in that shit no more. And Sam gets it. He is the revelation. And he's like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's been a super powered super soldier, a black super soldier this whole time. And I've never known. In the words of Tony Baker, I never knew. <laughs> like it was a real like it was such a powerful moment because you could kind of sense like Sam had that moment in Winter Soldier as that um Steve had where he was like I've been fucking lied to this entire time like I, I've they've kept this from me this entire time and then you start getting the backstory of Isaiah his grandson Elijah is sitting there the entire time just by the way as well um I'll get into Elijah after after I talk about this. And then Sam and Bucky listen to the story, how he was experimented on. And then he was sent out to do these missions and how he was then thrown in jail after he came back home from doing what they had told him to do. He was thrown in jail for 30 years. 30 years to sit and rot in prison when you can easily just burst down the wall and walk out. 30 years he sat there. It, it hit me hard because this isn't the first time I've heard a story from a Marvel comic book or any comic book like this. This is the thing we have to talk about. There has always been this underlying um, issue with our older comics, our older black comics, because we address this as well in another Marvel character, Blue Marvel. But we'll, we'll get into that in a second or two. But the end, again, he's telling them that they need to get out of his house. He's just very distraught. He's already thrown a metal tin into a wall, and like he's just like, I don't have to do shit for anybody. They betrayed him. They said that he was in jail and they were still experimenting on him. S.H.I.E.L.D. and the the human enhancement program and also Hydra. Hydra was experimenting on the first black super soldier to get what they could out of him and research and stuff. So he's literally sitting there being a guinea pig and an unwilling guinea pig at that for these crazy cockamamie things that he does not get to reap the benefit of. He had this anguish, this bitterness, this envy of Bucky because Bucky got a presidential pardon. Bucky gets to walk free. Bucky gets to walk around like none of that shit ever happened. Even though he goes to PTSD, he goes through all the same things that Isaiah goes through. He gets to live his life like a normal person. He couldn't do that. Isaiah had to sit in jail for 30 years. 30 years. It makes my blood boil thinking about it. But I know it's just good writing. This isn't a real person that this happened to. But I still feel every emotional beat of this tale that he's weaving for us. And and it's just hard because, again, Bucky doesn't have to go through this. Steve didn't have to go through that. They they came home heroes. They came home and no one was to still discriminate and racially profile them. They weren't just another another black man that they had to deal with. I said we go through these things um, before, go through these things in comics as well. Um, there are a lot of comic book writers who tackle these issues because being black and being a hero are two different things. Sam is learning that right now as we speak in this series. Sam 
literally one of the people pivotal in making sure that the universe, God, the universe was still fucking spinning when he took on Thanos and his and his and his creatures and aliens and stuff. Sam, who was snapped because he's flying around the world and he's taking on things in Wakanda, taking on aliens and, and shit in the big battle at the end. He, he was gone for five years and he comes back. And he can't even get a goddamn loan to save his family's ship. Sam is seeing that there are two different worlds for black superheroes and other white and non-black superheroes. Because they don't have the same struggles that we would have when it comes to this they don't have the same mindset that we would have when it comes to this it is truly a a astonishing thing to watch people as like oh i never never would have thought of it like that or or, or, why wouldn't do this or why are they treating sam like that because again literally after they got out of isaiah's house they mm, hit us right in the face with reality again Sam is distraught. Sam is upset. He's yelling at Bucky in the middle of the street because they never told him about Isaiah Bradley. They never told him about a black super soldier. That is someone who he could have gone to. That's someone he could have had to help navigate him through all of this bullshit. But again, he probably wouldn't be there because he was in jail for 30 years. They always try to hide the dark secrets of their past. Blue Marvel was created by a black comic book writer to show, again, this side of superheroism that we don't like to talk about. Blue Marvel was literally one of the most powerful beings in the universe. He used antimatter to um, as a source of his power, and he was legit one of the strongest people to ever walk the surface of the earth and what happened what was the issue they had to alter and erase his memories because we can't have a black person walking around with all that power what if he joins the black panthers what if he decides to radicalize and just take all of us out because there's always this innate fear that when black people get power that we're going to treat you like you treated us there's always this what if they rise up against us there's nothing that we want to do when we get into like we just want to live and mind our business we want to do what's right we want to do what we feel protects everyone not just black people everyone especially when you get great powers such as blue Marvel did. He was fighting for his country. He was fighting for his planet. He was even taking down one of his literally the antithesis of his power set. And he won, he defeated him. He put him down for what we thought would be the last time. And what did the government do? Well, shit. Now that that threat's gone and you're the threat now. We need you to step down. We need you to fall back. We need to erase every single trace of you from every person that has ever interacted with you because we don't need the world knowing that this Negro is walking around with this immense power. Hell, we don't even need you to know that you're walking around as powerful as you are. It's always been this this hush type game when it comes to things like the weapon plus program when it comes to things like like the government working with black superheroes so that's always been their mo use us to get what you need but then never mention us sweep us under the rug make sure that they don't know that they have such power on their side I know this sounds like super hotepy or some shit, but like, honestly, it's just been a thing in comics that have bugged me that has really gotten under my skin. Because even when it comes to um, comic book iterations of like Sam Wilson and the Falcon and things like that, he was always given a little bit of step behind. He had the ability to talk to all birds, 
all birds like see through their eyes and all that shit like that and we had the 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 like the the dopeness of a character who was just good and righteous and virtue and what did we do we like we twisted it we made the red skull make him think that oh no you're just a degenerate thug you're just a, a, a nigga who just was drug dealing and shooting and shit. And I said, I can use that. I can rewrite your history to make you seem as you were the perfect sidekick for Captain America. You are my pawn. You are my ploy. We're not going to get anything like that in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, but there's still this narrative, this this underlying thing that Sam's a little bit lesser than any of the other superheroes. When Walker, John Walker was talking to him and he was like, yeah, man, we, we, I'm just trying to be able to be the best Captain America I can, but I, I really would love it if I had Captain's wingman on my side and, and Bucky, you could be like, like Battlestar, his, his sidekick. Like he, you, 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 you guys just don't know. Like I just, it, it hurt. It jabbed a little bit at Sam because he was never Steve's wingman. He was his partner. He was the man running beside him, not behind. He was on his left, always on his left. And as well, and it's a reoccurring thing every single time because again, all these people will immediately get noticed. You, you can't help but notice Tony Stark. Can't help but notice the Hulk. You can't help but notice who who Thor is. Like the, every, the, every interaction that you've seen with an Avenger in the public, they know immediately who they are. Every single thing that you've seen Sam do in this show, everyone's always like, I've seen you before. The bank man was like, didn't you used to play for LSU? And Sam had to like, mm, wings, nigga. He was like, oh, you're, you're a falcon. It always takes them that little bit of a second. So like, I knew I recognize you. Even the police that were about to arrest him were like, oh. he was like, do you have ID? Fem went, ID? Do you know who I am? Bucky was like, do you know who he really is right now? And then his partner had to come up and said, yo, it's Falcon. Chill. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Falcon. I, I didn't recognize you without your goggles. It's always that little jab at the end. I didn't recognize you. Oh, you look so familiar. Uh, there's something about you. Yeah, I'm the nigga who's been out here risking my ass for this country. I, I, at this point, Sam is literally jumping from, um, in the comic book wise, from where he was in Captain America, Sam Wilson, to where he ends up at the beginning of Secret Empire. Fuck this country. Fuck that shield. I, it's building up in my mind to that point because I've done already so much and I can't even get a, hey, it's Falcon. And then not are you doing it for the notoriety for the for the for the for the for the for the people to adore him or whatever. He's doing it because it's right. But damn, it hurts. It has to hurt. I'm hurt. Like <laughs> and I bet you a lot of people haven't noticed that little tidbit of everybody takes a second longer to figure out, oh, it's Falcon. Oh, you're Sam Wilson. I helped save the world. I was a part of the Avengers. How? Like, you just, you look like another black man to them. That's it. You just look like any other black man that's walking down the street. Because after, like I said, after that, he got into like a little bit of a, like, not even a little bit. He was literally like young. But like, why the fuck haven't I known about him? Why has no one told me about this man? And he's and the police roll up. Whoop, whoop. And he go to Bucky. Are you all right, sir? Is he bothering you? What the fuck is that about? Like, it's crazy that in 2021, or in their case, 2023, that he would have to deal with that. That Sam Wilson soon to be Captain America, currently Falcon, will have to deal with still being harassed by the police. A man who has fought for our country 
who has literally died in the blip come back and resurrect it and he 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 took on aliens terrorists he's taking on other like he's taking on so much for the flag for the us of a but it's the same thing with every black soldier especially back from the jim crow era you're fighting for a country that doesn't love you you're fighting for a country that actively trying to kill you you're fighting for a country that is literally spitting in your face as soon as you get back home on watchmen they did a wonder like a crazy thing uh, where they sent the black battalion or squadron to i want to say germany in world war ii and all of a sudden these letters started raining down from the sky and these letters were written to the soldiers. And they were like, why are you fighting for these white people when they don't give a fuck about you? Why are you fighting for a country that will, as soon as you get back home, try and kill you? Stay here. Chill with us. We accept you. Like, it's a, a weird tactic, but it was so effective for, for some for some of the actual soldiers. Like, in that continuity, in that alternate universe, there was some people who defected because it sounds so lovely. I go off into a distant land to possibly die and and, and, and like risk my life to save country and liberty only to come back home to Jim Crow. Only to come back home to the Tulsa Massacre. Only to come back home to Selma. Only to come back home to Emmett Till. Only to come back home to every single thing that happened to black people ever. It's just a little tempting. If only, if only there was a way that we can rectify or, 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 or right those wrongs. It's just... If only we had a Tesseract. <laughs> I'm just, but, but again, like it, it, it hit home. Oh, sorry. Allergies. <laughs> it hit home for me so hard. And I want to see where they go next with this narrative, with this, this, this story arc, because we know that I said, Elijah Bradley is there. Elijah Bradley is Patriot. And he's a young Avenger. And he's the sidekick for Sam when he becomes Captain America. We also get another sidekick in Falcon. That's a whole different thing. I'll probably cover that in the introspective of Falcon and Winter Soldier when we get done. But yeah, we we get to see the man who started it all. The one who was the first Captain America in my heart. There's so much that we could talk about. There's so many atrocities and things that we could discuss. And I could sit here and rant and rave behind the mic. But we all know that the best thing that we could do is just make more people aware of it. <sighs> have those talks. Have those conversations. Read Red, Red, White, and Black. Send it to somebody you all love. You don't have to be a holiday to give somebody a gift. Send about red, white, and black, man. Like I, I have a copy in my in my personal um personal collection. I have a lot of digital stuff, but I, I love still collecting comic books. So yeah. I I just want you guys to read it. Read Red, White, and Black. Go listen to that short box episode. I'll probably put it in the description below. So yeah. <sighs> man. Again, this one hit hit so hard for me. It hit it home so hard. I hope you guys enjoyed the Nergasm. Excuse me. I hope you guys enjoyed the nerdgasm and of course as you know you can find me anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Bobo FNN again that's Bobo B-O-B-B-O F-N-N and yeah I this podcast can be listened to anywhere please go ahead and check us out um, on all your streaming platforms send it to a friend send it to an enemy I don't care um <laughs> I love that you guys keep checking in with me each week. I do want to thank you for that as well. Um, go down to the description below. I'm putting a lot of crap down there. Just go ahead and check all that stuff out. Um, 
Of course, again, the place where you can do the most good for this podcast is patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That is patreon.com forward slash Bobo. Oh, as well, the bonus episode, Milestone Returns, issue number zero review. It's out on the Patreon. Go ahead and listen to that as well. That is available to the public, uh, but it did get to my Patreons first. They had it since, I want to say, ooh, Saturday, Friday night or whatever like that. It's been up for some time. It's been up for some time, but it dropped live for the public on, on Monday. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to get early access to those bonus episodes, sign up for my Patreon. Again, I have all available levels for any price range, any budget. And like I said, if you buy the $3,000 one, go ahead and get that ring size over to me in the DMs because we are getting married. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that has been it for me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. I will catch you guys the next time we hit the block, and I am signing off. Peace.